Welcome to the Fabbington Rex Musicology in the Carolina Kid Podcast Network, where music nerdery is served with a side of ratchet. This episode is brought to you by Toe Jam and Pussy Bacon. <laughs> Subscribe to the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired and its other spawn anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Following the Rod and Karen Doctrine, leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Today, we are treated, delighted, emboldened with a classic Fappington Rex musicology. Um, what is the classic album we're talking about today? It is Stank On You from Outkast. Stank On You has turned 20 years old. And um, I feel old. <laughs> Because I remember when this album came out. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I remember when this album came out. So, um, when I say that this album really stands the test of time, lyrically and sonically, it is absolutely a juggernaut. Um, I think that Stankonia has timeless qualities that just seem to actually get better. <laughs> like, even better over time and the production to me still is like electrified funk with a lot of genre bending qualities to it which it makes for just an almost transcendent experience um so let's talk about outcast because outcast is like my favorite duo like period and um, they have a lot of albums that are great. Like Outka- like a bad album from Outkast is not even a bad album. It's a very damn good album. Like an album that I'll still be like, damn, this is better than most niggas' albums. <laughs> like most niggas' albums. Like Idlewild might be the weakest in their catalog. And that's, that's not saying a lot, <laughs> you know? Because literally you got Speaker Box Love Below, you know, you got Stank On You, you got AT Aliens, you got Equimini, you got Southern Playlist of Cadillac Music, and those are all phenomenal albums. Like, Outkast has always been really, really keen with their subject matter, double entendres, like like a lot of slang from Atlanta just tends to creep in there, and it makes you go like, man, they, they come with a lot of funk and style. It's just, it is it has been the existence of what southern music at its peak has been you know it is the upper crust really of what southern hip-hop is defined as like the south got something to say is truly the embodiment of what they have done and laid the path for other people to do you know, I just reviewed 21 Savages um, tape um, with Metro Boomin, Savage Mode 2. And go listen to that if, you know, you want to. And by the way, that also has been in the Butcher's album on there if you want to hear a review about that. Um, but yeah, like Outkast paved the way for all of these niggas, not just Atlanta, all types of niggas from the South, like Big Crit, J. Cole, you know, um, so many people that are inspired by what they do and what they've done they have led by example as icons 
you know this album to me was the album that pushed them into the mainstream of people that don't even listen to hip-hop but they're like i love outcast like you got songs like um damn miss jackson like miss jackson is still played like crazy right now and it'll be played on a non-hip-hop station okay like you got so fresh so clean you know these songs are like gigantic mega hits you know hey y'all is kind of an even bigger like it, it just goes even bigger like a global like just reformation on like everything that we could define as hip-hop and r&b like so here's what i'm saying big boy and dre started off kind of just making players music but they went into black righteousness and i really think the black righteousness evolved on stankonia and i think that stankonia is a futuristic take on black righteousness with funk so here's a here's a term that i like to kind of like come up with this album is part of what i like to call the 2020 plus club um it is an album that has more than 20 tracks including the skits and is 20 years old it is a rare feat because most albums that are long like that don't really do well oh and they don't even age well even if they were good when they came out um this album is just a rarity and the 2020 plus club really is an exclusive club that not many albums would even be able to get to like there are double albums where i'm like there are it's rare that double albums actually are considered to be great well over 20 years you know but this is one of those albums that does that to you um also let's talk about um the study of fans who participated or like different hip-hop artists and outcast ranked them in the top percentile when it came to iq so listeners who listen to outcast tend to be much more of a thinking like basically they're thinkers and it's rightfully so because they have some of the most thought-provoking music like ever like period like hey i've been listening to outcast for how long since birth so it's <laughs> there we go um I, well outcast came out in 94 but you know what i mean <clears throat> so um this 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 is one of those things that i didn't want to bring up but i'm gonna talk about it so there's been this constant debate and constant like back and forth really of Big Boy and Andre being on two different levels. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with levels. It has everything to do with style. And people want to always be like, yeah, Andre 3000, do, 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 do. Yeah, Big Boy. And, and that's really like fucked up because I think Big Boy is one of the greatest lyricists to ever grace a microphone. And I'll be honest with you, Andre 3000 is one of my favorite rappers, period, right? And Big Boy gets over, like, over, outshined, you know? And it's not because he's worse. It's because he's different. And I think they're equal, right? 
equal in talent and skill and and sharpening their swords lyrically you know um and really you can include production because the production on stankonia is from earth tone three which is andre big boy and mr dj and on occasion there's a sprinkling of organized noise um which of course since the beginning they've been on almost every project in some type of capacity um so i think that you know that entire argument of like yeah big boy it falls short and i'm like nigga have y'all actually listened to this nigga's lyric like if you go to genius and read what big boy is talking about he is going toe to toe with andre y'all just not listening the same way because big boy would talk about some of the realest shit and you like damn you just you just saying damn <laughs> and andre just does it a different way you know um just the way he writes and honestly both of them can be like saying like a couple lines and you'd be like damn that's a short ass verse and then you're like but they said so much it's like it 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 just it it works so let's put that bullshit to bed okay let's also put to bed the fact that oh maybe andre 3000 will release a solo album and let's be really really strong on the distinction here solo hip-hop album because technically the Love Below is a solo album from Andre 3000. People want a solo hip-hop album. And I'm like, y'all not getting that shit. <laughs> this nigga has been disinterested from writing, rapping, everything. Like, his, he's been up and down about it so long. I don't really think y'all should be expecting this shit. So when you get one, you, you'll be like, oh, damn, we got one. Like, you can't be hanging on pins and needles for this shit. That man is great. And when, it, when greatness <laughs> comes to him, it'll be perfect. Just know that. So, uh, yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to actually get into the track listing for this album. Like a three-piece bitch before I cut your daughter. Your kettle talk about then I hit the border. Pity pat rapper trying to get the vibe. I'm a microphone being trying to stay alive. When you come to ATM, well, you bet not high, because the Dungeon Family gon' ride. <laughs> up y'all we back um and let's get into this album man like officially let's get into this album i call it a 2020 plus club album for a reason there's not a skippable track up here there are 24 tracks there are a lot of interludes by the way but it is damn near immaculate damn near perfect man i'm just this album structured beautifully the pacing is just well done and it keeps you on your toes and the subject matter has there, there there are central underlying themes all the time with outcast but you'll see a common theme where they'll take a hip-hop trope and flip it on his head or they'll talk about black righteousness in, in in such a way um and it's just so many different ways that they're able to portray how pretty much fuck ass nigga them <laughs> in life 
and balancing between being more aware of your surroundings and how you come back to your old surroundings and it's it's so many themes man it's so many themes there's storytelling that are full of cautionary tales and it just does everything so well and tightly weaves it even when it's 24 damn tracks um so let's get started um the intro kind of just sets the tone sets the mood for what type of album we get to listen to basically an afrofuturistic funky ass almost a sexually kind of charged album at times um gasoline dreams is a fiery fiery official start to the album it's funny because um it reminds me a lot of chunky fire which was the last song on the album prior which was equimini um and it's almost as if you were listening to these two albums back to back it makes it a very easy easy introduction to what we about to get into with stank on you so gasoline dreams describes the corruption um in life basically with drugs racism pollution and deals with possibly the allegory of immortality um and and i really like that uh, a hook like so fiery like its title would be don't everybody like the smell of gasoline or burn motherfucker burn america dreams don't everybody like the taste of apple pie or snap for a slice of life i'm telling you why i hear the mother nature now on birth control the coldest pimp be looking for somebody to hold the highway up to heaven got a crook on a toe you full of fire ain't got nowhere to go nowhere to go like nigga <laughs> like and then andre 3000 like all my heroes did dope damn <laughs> damn like imagine a world where like i don't know all your heroes are on dope shit i'm just saying like and then and then big boy goes into talking about corrupt like corruption with cops saying like fuck the police that's if you're racist or you're crooked (laughs) you know um and you know he, he talks about like even when he is a person of such a mighty stature at this point being big boy of outcast he still has to call a higher authority figure who he knows to to validate who he is and why you shouldn't be fucking with him <laughs> it talks about basically even when you black you still a nigga in the coop to quote kanye west i that kanye west ain't shit right now but i had to make that quote so um <laughs> But yeah, like it's a great fiery um, refrain on how America is still fucked up. And it really does stand the test of time because today we can still use gasoline dreams for how we feel, especially with George Floyd and pretty much all these police killings. And um, yeah, like it's great. So um, I'm cool. First and Lou, you know homegirl's like i'm cold no i'm cool and i love the bitch stay off that blow <laughs> like like that shit oh it hits you like a sack of nickels <laughs> it's, it's so good uh but then we jump into like two of the biggest songs on the album and probably an outcast catalog so fresh so clean which is a player damn anthem you know um 
it's just great refrains on here like ain't nobody dope as me i'm just so fresh so clean so fresh so clean clean don't you think that i'm so sexy i'm just so fresh so clean like it's it's hella catchy and there's still like some player ass lines up here like <laughs> it's it's beautiful like there's a bridge at the end that i love singing over and over again like and we are the coolest motherfuckers on the planet in my mind the sky is falling ain't no need to panic but ooh, i gotta stick i want your automatic oh compatible creative in the attic like <laughs> like it, it just it's funky it's it's catchy it's just hey i think and i think this is one of the few songs that actually has a sample and outcast doesn't sample like that um especially when it's like organized noise um they try to interpolate a lot of samples and i think this might be i, I, can't, I couldn't tell because every time i listen to the song i'm like is this actually a sample or is this an interpolation because I, I listened to the original sample and um you can go look it up for yourself actually um go to whosample.com go find it and actually listen to the, the original like place where this song came from and you just you're, you're kind of given a gray area so that is interesting to me like the songs that don't quite really have a, a full like blatant sound of sampling but you can't tell whether it's fully like replayed or interpolated yeah it's awesome but anyway i'm getting too deep into the mu the, the musical aspect of it um but isn't that what we're here for anyway so uh, <laughs> Let's get to Miss Jackson, which is another monumental hit. Just a baby mama anthem. You know, this one goes out to all the baby mamas. Mamas, 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 babies, mamas, mamas. <laughs> like it's, and when I say that Big Boy's like first verse is one of the like most angry ass baby mama verses of all time. My baby mama drama don't like me. She doing things to have them boys from come from the studio in the neighborhood come try to fight me. She need to take a piece of her American pie, take her bite out. That's my house. I disconnect the neighbor. I disconnect the cable and turn the lights out and let them know that the grandchild's a baby, not a paycheck. Private school daycare shit medical bills. I pay that. I love you, mom. I love your mom and everything. But see, I ain't the only one who lay down. She wanna rib you up and start a custody board. My lawyer stay down. <laughs> She never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries, cookouts, my child's birthday, I ain't, and I ain't invited despite it. I show her the utmost respect when I fall through, and all you do is defend that lady when I call you. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh. It is the realest and most angry ass fucking verse. But I love it. And and we're not even gonna get started on Andrew, <laughs> like Andre three thousand, bro. Like, you know, me and your daughter, God's best thing going on. You say it's love we say it's full grown. Hope that we feel this, feel this way forever. You can pretty predict but you can't predict weather, Miss Jackson. Like, huh? <laughs> huh? Sometimes I don't know. Now if I'm lying, fine. Quickest muscle on my mouth and I'll. <laughs> and I'll decline. Like, nigga. First of all, let me go to Rap Genius and see what they really put this in. Ten times out of nine. Now if I'm lying, find the quickest muscle. Throw it on my mouth and I'll decline. It's the play on puppy love. 
10 times out of nine equates to more than 100% chance. Another example of a hyperbole. Three stacks is using to prove the sincerity of his apology. 10,000 <laughs> Oh man, like, and the hook of course is one of the most catchy hooks of all time. Like, it is so phenomenal. Like, forever, ever, forever, ever, who gonna forget that? Who, who gonna forget that damn refrain? Who is going to, like, I wait. <laughs> I wait, bitch. <laughs> so, um, Miss Jackson, so fresh, so clean, like, monster hits, right? But then we get Snapping and Trapping. And Snapping and Trapping is the debut of Killer Mike. And Killer Mike, man, lyrically, I think Killer Mike is literally killing the mic. <laughs> like, killing the mic. This nigga literally said, our shit don't mix like yay and lukewarm water. Bake it, better make it hotter. Splash ice and water. Rock it up. I ought to tape, duct tape your infant daughter. Show soldier ass nigga I'm murder city sergeant slaughter. Guaranteed to get more cut than a barber. I bet you I'll drill your heifer like Black and Decker. The pussy wrecker and white water couldn't get it wetter. I'm guaranteed to never switch cheese more for cheddar. Oh my God. Swiss cheese for more cheddar, sorry. But uh, yeah, you get the point. It, it, like in one motherfucking verse and already, it's a classic. One motherfucking verse and already, it's a classic. Like Killer Mike. We didn't know who Killer Mike was at this point, okay? But this nigga came out swinging a giant bat that spiked like fucking Negan, okay? Like he just was like, motherfucker, you gonna hear me, okay? I remember hearing this Rap City freestyle from him. He's like, I am from Adamsville. Well, we will murder you. And I'm like, yeah, that's why he called Killer Mike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why they call him Killer Mike. Um, but yeah, Spaghetti Junction. Oh, my gosh. So Spaghetti Junction is based off of um, the Tom Moreland interchange in Atlanta, Georgia, because it actually looks like a Spaghetti Junction. It looks like sp spaghetti and everything is just like all twisted up in a crazy just unraveling bits of spaghetti um so one of my favorite lines on this song is literally like the line he opens up with and by the way a nigga coughs in the studio right before under 3000 starts his verse and he's like damn <laughs> i'm like they kept that shit in there ain't that funny but um niggas elope with ski slopes and fall like avalanches okay so nigga that is literally one line explaining an entire story this is what makes andre 3000 so great he can take one line and tell an entire story with it so basically you're like well what does that mean if you don't know yet eloping with ski slopes means experiment with cocaine and fall like avalanches is literally the falling due to the the after effects of what cocaine can do to you like nigga huh <laughs> That's a whole story in one line. That's what great lyricism does. Jay-Z also does this. Big Boy also does this. And so <clears throat> you're like, man, nigga tell a story within a story within a story. Like it's it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Um but Big Boy and Andre 3000 go back and forth. The hook really sums up very well like what their purpose is. Like, um, don't really get caught in these pitfalls here because uh be careful where you roam because you might not make it home junction junction don't you dare get get lost and get caught up in that sauce junction junction <laughs> like 
it's almost like you know um spaghetti junction seems to be a place or like a a fine web that you get entangled in um and i love the the dichotomy between a basically getting stuck in a spider web in a real ass place <laughs> that looks like a spider web it is crazy um you always love like the subject matter and the cautionary nature of a lot of the songs on this album um and it just keeps going like so um kim and cookie um is <laughs> a funny little skit talking about an unfortunate occurrence with a one minute man motherfucking minute man to be specific so uh, <laughs> um it, it leads into i'll call before i come which is a sexual just futuristic um opus um and we get a verse from Gangsta Boo on here. And by the way, if you don't necessarily consider Gangsta Boo in the pantheon of hood Southern legends, I'ma slap you in the face because Three Six Mafia had their first lady and it was Gangsta Boo, okay? Lashat was also in there, but the first lady of fucking Three Six Mafia was Gangsta Boo, okay? And best come at the queen, you not miss, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, so B.O.B. B.O.B. to me is one of those songs where, how shall I say this? It is on the proportions of being a Bohemian Rhapsody-esque type of song. It blends genres. It's a lot of hoopla, a lot of hooping and hollering, as I would say. Um, but it also has a really, really thick bed of subject matter. Um, Andre Andre has a really um, interesting verse where he talks about being a person who um, has gone on tour and experienced the beauties of being all, all of these other places, right? And he comes back home and he's like, damn, this shit is bad. But it's exacerbated by the fact that he's gone and seen all these beautiful things, but it's always been this bad. You know, it's like going back to your old hood when you moved out and went and did bigger and better things, right? It's like that. Um, And on top of that, you know, he's saying like, it's 1999, y'all. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, Almost in a prince type of way, just kind of like live your life. <laughs> to the fullest doesn't matter because we don't know what the next day is gonna bring um and you know um big boy is more of like a like he's just he's just killing it like he's just going bar after bar killing it right and it's not necessarily sticking to one specific um subject matter but he's doing his damnedest like let me tell you something big boy excuse me i don't have covid big boy when he spits reading his lyrics are absolutely the hardest because his flow is so immaculate right and you're like damn i read it and it doesn't look like how it sounds at all and you're just like yo especially when you got a southern accent and shit it just it it you can bend some motherfucking shit like a damn curve okay 
spin that motherfucker like a damn apex and damn racetrack motherfucker goddamn racetrack lyrics <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that shit bends okay all the corners that you bend nigga <laughs> um but yeah like we have this gospel refrain at the end um, but also a, a, a very hip hop refrain to Bobby Head, Rag Talk. And then you go into Power Music, Electric Revival, which is the gospel portion of it. So, what BOB blends is three genres and subject matter, right? And I think how they do this makes it literally on par with a Bohemian Rhapsody, like I said before. Um, and Bomani Jones said something really, really brilliant about um what bob did um bob by the way was played on the radio before its untimely demise um because of september 11th them actually starting the iraq war them actually dropping bombs over baghdad <laughs> um is just unfortunate um but at one point it was on the radio and i really think that sometimes outcasts can be prophetic unintentionally um but yeah, B.O.B. is one of those songs that blends genre because you have gospel, drum and bass and hip hop, of course. Um, but let's get back to what Bomani was saying. So Bomani was saying like Outkast catalog, right, has so many songs that are willing to basically make the crowd lose it if you were in a public setting. There's not a lot of other groups that can do that and a tribe called quest was an example that came up from bomani that yeah i love a tribe called quest but certain songs don't make me go like left my wallet and el segundo like does that make y'all go hoop and holler and go crazy and dance like like off the walls no but for some reason outcast is able to blend the ability to not nod your head make you nod your head make you make you dance make you shout and also make you think <clears throat> and the fact that B.O.B. is one of these songs that can do that and pretty much almost all of Outkast's like catalog can make you do that is unprecedented um but yeah like uh B.O.B. I think that might be one of the best Outkast songs of all time <laughs> I, and, and here's the thing Y'all like niggas speaking in hella hyperbole. Nigga, Outkast is the cream of the crop. There is nothing better than them niggas. They are phenomenal, okay? Everything they do that has been <laughs> recent, like in recent memory, in recent memory from about 1994, I almost said 1944, ain't that some shit? 1994, all the way up to 2006, everything they have released pretty much was at a breakneck speed and <laughs> nothing could really compete with it. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to talk about explosion real quick and then we're going to take a break. Um, but explosion basically, Hey, it's a real, it's a real explosive, like literary field track, right? It's just a fun song with be real on it and be honest with you. At first, when I heard this, I was like, be real on this though. Like, it was almost like when I listened to Skewed on the Barbie. Skewed on the Barbie got Raekwon on it. And you like, I'm not expecting to hear Raekwon on this song. But Be Real fits like a glove on this. Like, it, it's perfect. Perfect. You know, he goes off about, you know, 
not wanting to be molded to conformity like it, it, it's it's wonderful so um right now we're gonna take a quick break because we're about halfway through the track list and uh i want to break some of the monotony you know <laughs> all right i'll see y'all Like black staggers in the night, usually around four or five. It's when they figure the time is right when you get asleep. I couldn't sleep until I seen them with my own eyes. Said they come over the hill, surprise. Hey, what's up, niggas? We halfway through. We halfway through because it's 24 tracks. We halfway through. Mm. So track number 13 um, is Good Hair. And it basically chronicles a short little moment with um, a guy and a girl. And a dude just compliments a girl on her hair. And homegirl got to perpetrate and act like she got Spanish in her. When dude sees through the bullshit immediately, it's like, girl, that's Hawaiian silky. Break. <laughs> like... It's great and it leads seamlessly into we love these hoes which is another song that flips a hip-hop trope on his head right so we love these hoes basically like flips the entire idea that niggas be saying that they don't love these hoes when they really do be loving these hoes and literally the next three to some was it three or four verses on it uh, let me see so we love these hoes. Um, that's one verse. That's two verse. That's three verse. Three verses of how they proceed to say that they love these hoes. Um, by the way, my favorite line up here is when <laughs> Big Boy just—he's not even rapping at this point, right? So he's just like at the end of his verse, he's like, "Yeah, I told y'all niggas about going that goddamn, goddamn cheesecake factory, letting them hoes order strawberry lemonade, popcorn shrimps. They ain't gonna do nothing but try to take all your motherfucking cheese. <laughs> like that is so funny. Like taking your cheese from the cheesecake factory. Double entendre. Love it. Nice play on words. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's just so much of the hip hop tropes that are being flipped on their head is just." always something outcast does a really good job with on this album so humble um uh, humble mumble or humble as a mumble if if, if you want to really get deep into it um is a really futuristic black righteousness song with erica badu um and i i really like um how the beat progresses because it starts off very light and airy and i would even say like the the chords that are played in the background for this are very like very fairy-esque really like very light enough like a fairy and when the drums hit like when the beat drop hit about a minute and a half in after big boy verse it kind of sucks because the beat didn't drop until andre verse like that <laughs> like it, it was, it's kind of fucked up but it didn't drop until andre verse and um man like like how his verse starts is like really fucking yeah too democratic republic fuck it we chicken nugget we dip in the sauce like mopping bucket like nigga <laughs> like what nigga said that he start off the fucking verse that way but yeah it, it's 
a wonderful, wonderful fucking socially, socially aware song that, hey, you know, just because we were marching and, and, and doing all these other things that Dr. King and them did, we can find another way to be arbiters of change and, and sell this black righteousness, bro. Dealing with adversity and things of that nature. Like this song touches upon all of those themes and does it in such a Afrofuturistic way. Um, so drinking again is one of those skits that I think could basically live up to today's standards. Um, drinking again is basically a conversation between two guys in a bar and one dude saying like, Hey man, they fired me and said that a computer can do my job, but not can fucking do it. And honestly, that's kind of the way that industries are kind of, um, moving towards, you know, slowly, but surely more automation is becoming the future, especially with truckers. Like th- that shit is real, you know, um, <laughs> is is sad but strong reality um so next song what um what is inspired by q-tips um version of what which was on i believe not midnight marauders it was on um y'all gonna slap shit out of me (laughs) the the low end theory um it's on low end theory and honestly the song was sounded so ahead of its time at that time i was like man was it on it was on low end theory really like yeah that but that's how tribe is um but yeah andre 3000 asked a lot of burning questions on his mind and just like q-tip did you know um a lot of really good like (laughs) very introspective questions that we really need to have answered you know um but uh red velvet to me is one of the best outcast songs ever um red velvet basically deals with the dangers of being a show-off a person who flaunts that i got this i got that i got all this money and um what happens if you do so like there's a moment where um in in this song where you know Nigga got all this nice shit. They was like, keep bragging. And homegirl went up in there, shot that nigga up in the hotel. Okay. In the hotel. So um I like the um hook being a, a contrast between actual cake and your brain. Um, you know, cause they know where you live and they seem what you drive. They say that ain't I'm sorry, I'm fucking up. <laughs> and they see what you drive. And they say they're going to put one in your helmet because you brag about that watch and all the things that you got. Good God. Them boys going to turn your pound cake to red velvet. Good God. Um, But yeah, like that's a that's the song in a nutshell. Right. These hooks are so good. Like if you didn't understand what was being said in these verses, they got you like they got you. You, you you should understand it by then but the verses and the subject matter it's just it's so dense and good at the same time but yet it could be simple especially if maybe it's simpler for me because i'm southern and i know exactly what they mean slang wise but yeah the way they're delivering their message and and the production there is like synth driven oh it's so good it's so good 
with the piano in the back. Oh, so good. So, um, cruising in the ATL, that's just cruising in the ATL. Like, it's literally <coughs> simple skip. Um, so, Gangsta Shit. Gangsta Shit, another song that flips a hip hop trope on its head. Basically, talking about a lot of hip hop's generational toughness. You know, um, them being like, yeah, I'm a gangster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're going to hear some shit from some real gangsters on this song. Because these niggas are not afraid to slap that shit upside your head. Okay. Like, you know, all of these, all these rappers out here be sitting here saying like, yeah, 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 I'm a gangster and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you only a thug in the booth and you talk tough on Twitter only. So what what we doing? You know, (laughs) and them niggas, let me tell you, T-Mo fucking... <laughs> fucking Timo, fucking Seabone, fucking fucking uh Slim Calhoun, all them niggas is about that shit, okay? And Andre pretty much ends everything off as like all y'all fuck boys, tuck toys inside your pants just to pull it out, point it at the ground, and make nigga want to dance. Now what that be for you on that refill, on that two fuck in front of them wops, trying to show out. That's that's the whole route, talking loud, talking about that's gangster shit, nigga. Nigga, it was like y'all keep talking all that shit. Hey, you you just love how they display this, like how they how they um paint these like really really vivid pictures of how niggas be acting out here in these streets, and the themes of gangster shit to me will always apply always because it happens all the time in hip-hop um but in a much more uh darker departure toilet tissue <laughs> toilet tissue is a the name of already is like a, a play on toilet tissue but when you have a um atlanta damn accent it'd be toilet tissue um and toilet tissue is basically a story about a 14 year old girl who is struggling with the fact that she is pregnant and doesn't know what to do with the baby so she actually aborts the baby oh no sorry no not aborting the baby (laughs) y'all thought i was saying aborting no she kills herself y'all so there's that um (laughs) toilet tissue to me golly bro but what's weird about this song is that it's actually unintentionally funny because when you hear her on the toilet, it's like she died on the fucking toilet. Like, it's almost in an Elvis kind of way. And you're like, damn, this is a sad story. But for some reason, it is. <sighs> like, as she sits on top of the pale, cold, porcelain seat, like, 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 like Big Boy's little outro is. <laughs> hilariously like sad at the same it's weird how you not trying to laugh but you also like damn this is really sad and she sits on top of the pale porcelain uh seat in the rear of the house the unthinkable moments away from becoming reality sadly with no clue and no way of expressing her feeling to her mama or anybody else in her life tisha dunn came to the crossroads and now she's got to choose 
fatality and every time he says fatality i low-key laugh like really hard and i'm like nigga you not right you not shit this girl killed herself <laughs> like fatality the way he says fatality makes me just think of honestly um mortal kombat mortal kombat <laughs> mortal kombat in, in, in the fullest like damn like it doesn't help you know <laughs> but ah oh, but slum beautiful um is an ode to those beautiful hood flowers <laughs> beautiful hood florets um that are just the rawest beautiful form of a human being that just happens to be like us you know so um Andre 3000's poetry is at its peak. CeeLo does his damn thing. Big boy, spitting game. Like, it's so much good shit. It's so much good shit on here. Um, And, like, the last lines to me are just <laughs> from Andre 3000. Andre 3000 verse is very short, but the little outro he has... I don't know, but it seems like uh your daddy must have gave you a teaspoon of honey every night before you went to bed, or it was a pack of now ladies cause you're in the sweetest thing in my head. And I'd like to say I'd love to make love to every molecule of you. And if I want to spontaneous combust, that's what we'll do in unison. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this nigga's amazing. This nigga's amazing with it. Like, oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Slum Beautiful. Wonderful song. Um, and there's a quick little prenuptial agreement um skit, which honestly, it makes you think. It's like, well, when you get married, you know, you propose, are you gonna immediately drop that shit? Like, Dr. Dre in this divorce. That just makes me think about that. That's the last time I listened to this album. That's the last thing I thought about. But um, Let's talk about the final track on the album, Stank Love. Stank on you, the title track. Um, it is a funk-ridden love letter um, with Big Rube at the end spitting his knowledge. Um, with Sleepy Brown giving us very strong vibes of a Bootsy Collins. Very funky and futuristic. Got to love it. Um, and yeah, that is the album. Um, one of the best albums of all time. Stank on you, immaculate, doesn't skip a single song. It's crazy how a song, an album this long is something that takes you on a beautiful ride and, and, and fills your mind with such thought-provoking themes and messages that you constantly find yourself going like, man, I got to listen to this again, you know? And um, at the turn of the millennium, um, this album was critically heralded as, honestly... The album for the millennia. <laughs> so, um, with all this being said, um, I have a rating system here um, at the Fabitorex Musicology. And for reviews specifically, um, there is a rating system that has five tiers. So, the lowest tier, which is terrible, which we call Aslint. Bad, which is hot dog water. Man, okay, which we call milk toast good which is yeah hoes um great is broke the cowbell 
And by default, every single classic album up here gets Broke the Cowbell, especially if they age well like this one. Um, and on that note, um, if you want to listen to any type of analyses like this, any breakdowns, any album reviews like this on this channel, you know what to do. Subscribe to the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired and listen out for the Fappington Rex Musicology. And as always, thank you.